Hello again, Cougar fans. Welcome in to another episode of VoiceOver with Greg and Shep. He's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. My name is Jason Shepard, and today we're going to talk a little BYU football. And if you're going to talk some Cougar football, you might as well go all the way to the top. Happy to have the head coach of the BYU Cougars heading into year number five at the helm of BYU football, Kalani Satake, joining us. Kalani, how are you? What's going on, guys? Great to, great to be on with you, Greg and Shep. Thank you so much. We, uh, we haven't had a chance to see you in a long time, obviously. Uh, it, it's been a while uh, since, uh, since anybody's been able to have sort of face-to-face conversation. It's been about two months since really the, the COVID-19 uh, changed our daily lives. How has it felt like for you in the last two months? What's it been like for you? Well, I mean, I think we're getting used to Zoom and how it works now and, and um being able to, to talk and then wait for a response, you know, that instead of people talking over each other. But uh, I think for, uh, for me personally, it's been hard. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a guy that wants to hug every BYU fan out there, you know, and wants to be uh, to connect and talk with people as much as I can. And, and so it's been really difficult, but uh, I think we are finding other ways and, and uh, it allows me to keep things in priority, you know, looking at my family and spending time with them and then just trying to, get the work done and, and relying on our players to, to do their part at, uh, you know, at their various homes too. So I, I think uh, for, for all of us, it's just, it's an adjustment, but I think we've been used to uh, being, you know, having to adjust to different things and, and uh, I, more than anything, if it's best centered around being at home, being with your family, I think we could definitely do it. So it's worked out so, so far it's worked out well. Like, like Shep said, it's been, it's been about two months. Has it, has it felt like, Longer than two months, maybe. And if you could, like, looking back to that week when it all kind of shut down, does it seem like a long time ago? Yeah, you know, it it, it does. But it also seems like um, kind of got used to it, you know. And and, and um, it's been just just trying to find different ways to do things. And I think um, as we go throughout even the days and the hours, just trying to uh, – the adjustment has become a little bit easier. But I think the hardest part is just the interaction uh, – not just with work and everything, but it's a social interaction, also church and, and just not being around so many people. I think it's even when you're out driving on the road and, and you're in, in, in the public, it's still weird. You know, you just nobody really looks at each other and everyone just kind of keep it to themselves. When you're going on walks, everyone stays a, a good distance away from each other. So I just I, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. But I've been really proud. And, and I, I think I've said this before, just really really impressed with the, with a lot of the things that I've seen from just just all the people that I've known and seen how they're adapting to this and how they're making it um, become even a strength for them. You know, you see a lot of the connections that we have with our players. I've, I've been really impressed with our players, our coaching staff, and the things they've been able to do and, and staying in contact with each other, but also um, the responsibility that I know that I can trust them to get their things done. And uh, we had, you know, Looking at our semester, we, we had a great semester in academics, and, and uh, a lot of that has to do with the people that we trust. And it's not like school got easier all of a sudden when you went to Zoom. It, it, it just got, it became a little bit different. But um, just love the fact that our guys can, uh, you know, buckle down and just get, get the work done. And even under such, a, uh, you know, difficult circumstances, they, they were able to make it a positive. And, and I, I've still seen a lot of the great service and things that are going on from our players and, and caring and taking care of others. So it's, it's been really impressive for me to see. The million-dollar question, really, and everybody wants to know, 
what's the chance that we're going to have college football this, this year? How likely, Kalani, do you think it is that we see college football this season? Well, you know, I think the answer to that question would have been different maybe a month ago even when, when I, we were saying that that's not our worry right now. We're just concerned with trying to stay healthy and keep people safe. And I think now we can kind of forecast a little bit more with things kind of going a little bit more lenient, you know. And, and um, But I think for the most part, I, I think we're ready for whatever comes. I mean, uh, people are still important, and um, that's still further down the line, you know, that's – that's a, way, a ways away from now, but I think that there's this thirst and hunger for people wanting to get back together and get things back to normal, and, and normal life is football in the fall. So I, I think that, 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 that is the wish, but I think for the most part, everybody's wishing for everything to get back to normal, not just football, but school, life, just everything in society, you know, and, and so I, I think that's kind of, I, I just know that when football is being played in fall, that's a good sign that things are back to normal. How important is spring ball that you missed? You got a bit of it in, but essentially no spring ball. And, and what is the effect maybe of not having it going to be when you do get back together as a team, do you think? You know, we were able to really capitalize. We had six practices, but we were able to capitalize on some of the things that we've done. And just recently, the uh, NCAA allowed us to have more um, strategy and scheme and, and technique and, and be able to talk about install. Uh, it's been almost two weeks now that we've been able to do that. And so having that has been really, really beneficial for us. But our players have had the, um, the opportunity to look on film. With everything that we have, they've had the stuff the way they can just scout our opponents and, and look at football and, and review things that they've done. And so <clears throat> that's way different than what we had when I was a player. And also the fact that they have all these resources available to them and all this film available to them. They, they – uh, they could have watched every game from the last four or five seasons like I did, you know, and then just kind of review everything. I, I, I was able to spend some time watching a lot of the players individually, see all their reps that they had in 2019 and see how I can help them out and, huh. and the things that I saw from my point of view. So there's a lot of time to, to do that. And, <clears throat> and luckily technology's advanced so far that we can, we can have that at the, at, available at our fingertips. And so our players are taking advantage of all of it and, there's not a lot of distractions right now, you know. It's it's uh it's the workouts that they do individually and, and, and staying on top on top of school and then making sure that their family and and, and everyone's safe. So I, I think that's a that's a good thing when it keeps it kind of simple for us. Keeping along the same lines as that, Kalani, when in a in a normal season or a normal off season, your spring ball usually wraps at around April. So let's say from April to the time that fall camp starts in August, what's usually being done during those months? And and you touched on it just a little bit there, but what do you hope that your players are doing right now on their own? Well, normally during uh, April, May, June, and July, there's a there's some time that we give them off that that's mandatory from the NCAA. And, um, and so most of, most of April is given to them where they can have some time to just relax and, and, um, and you know, they, they still work out. It's, 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 a, it's a year-round thing for the players, but uh, they're able to – we just can't ma- make it mandatory for them to be there, you know. And we get towards May, June, and July, there's still some time where we give them off. But there's some times that we can mandate that they're here for the certain workouts. But uh, nothing really has changed much other than <clears> – <throat> We just we set up the workouts and we trust them to get it done, you know. And I think uh, for 
our players, the guys that we get to coach, uh, I think we know that they're responsible and they're going to take care of it. And I, from the things that I've seen and watching the players on Zoom and then the feedback I'm getting from our coaches that uh, they've done an amazing job with their workouts, uh, considering the, the limitations. But uh, this been that's why I said it's been impressive just to see that these guys will do it. And, and uh, when you're not forced to do it, they'll still continue to, to make it work. And uh, so going from now in, <clears throat> into, you know, into May, June, and July, I think there's going to be um, not much change other than whatever we're allowed to do with, with, with as a team and as a unit. But right now the guys are left up to their own and, and being responsible for their, for their social distancing, but also knowing that they have uh, things to do as a football player. And uh, there are other responsibilities of being, some of them are married, being a husband, and some of them have kids, being father, and, and uh, being a, a overall good person in the community. So uh, I, I've been, I have no issues with the guys and the way that they've approached this. And like I said, we had a great academic semester. And so really looking forward to see what they do this summer. I, I, I'm really um, positive about our boys and things that they can get done. You already hit on the fact that they've, they've got online access to, to video and, and playbooks and things like that. But from a virtual standpoint, whether it's Zoom or something else, what are you able to do right now with the guys and what can they do with each other, with position coaches? How much interaction can there be and what really gets done mm -hmm. virtually right now? You could do eight hours a week, you know, that, that you're allowed. And uh, I think for most of that, I think if it's eight hours of looking at, at the coaches on Zoom, it's going to be really old and stale. <laughs> and so I think there's a <laughs> – there's a, a each position coach and, and the coordinators and they're they're um, given the instruction from myself and from Tom Homo to to find ways to to advance but keep it interesting and I think a lot of that has to do with the players leading the the, the charge and, and and leading these meetings. I, I, there's something to say about when a, when a when a meeting can be done and you can just remove yourself as a coach and know that they're going to be fine. And, and I think that speaks to the culture that our players have set in this program where um, when the coaches aren't involved and, and they're not um, kind of, you know, em emphasizing the importance of being there, that the guys are going to do it anyways. And so that's uh, – we're able to let our players lead the way and allow them to some feedback, give them some autonomy and how they want to get the things done. I think uh, coaches um, doing it, I think that's good feedback, but I think there's uh, more than anything allowing the players to lead if you want great leaders, you got to give them a chance to lead. And, and I think we've been, this has given us a chance to allow those guys to run the room and, and to do it, but also giving, a, you know, the coaches a, a, an idea of, of how it's progressing. I think um, that's a way of keeping it so it's not going to go stale. It's not going to get old. There's still a lot of time between now and football season, but I think keeping it interesting, it would be better when the players know that they have a say and that they can, can pretty much run the, run the deal. Regardless of the sport, and, and even if you're talking college or professionals, when people talk about, okay, so when's the season going to start, one other you know, question that needs to be answered is, okay, well, how much time are we going to have to get ready for the season? How much time would you like to have, once you get the green light that things are a go, how much, how much time would you like to have to get prepared for a season? I don't need much time. I don't think – I mean – if they tell us, uh, I, I think I've said this before, as long as everyone has the same amount of time, I think it'll be fine. So for me, um, you know, I've heard coaches mention that they need two months to get ready for the season. I don't think we did that much. And I, but I'll take whatever they can give us, you know. So if, uh, if we have the same amount of time as our opponents to get ready, then it doesn't really matter to me. 
we can have our team ready to play a game within days. How have you and your staff handled the possibility of missionaries who are home early because of the situation with COVID-19? How are you guys handling that situation if guys were to come back uh, before you were actually expecting them to come back? Yeah, there's a high number of guys that have returned from their missions, um, uh, you know, in response to the COVID-19. But I think the uh, there's also some that are getting re- um, I don't know how you say it, but like they're getting basically resent out to different, yeah, to different places. And so uh, I'm just so thankful that we have uh, a, a large group of missionaries that want to serve the Lord and want to help others. And uh, I think, it, you know, just the adjustment of waiting to see where they get reassigned and also, um, you know, timing of it all. I, I think for us, football is important, but it, it'll definitely take a backseat to, to the Lord's work. And, and that's really important to, to not only me, but our university and, and our leaders here. So, uh, the players themselves, I know it's important to them. There'll, there'll be some that I think are have gone. So there's like a, a window if you serve so much time that you're pretty much done. And <clears throat> so the numbers-wise, it's it's kind of jumbled things up a little bit for us, but that's okay. We'll we'll adjust and, and uh, you know, try to accommodate as many as we can. We can't accommodate all of them because the NCAA won't give us over the amount of scholarships, the 85 that we were allotted. But I would love it if they gave us more. That'd be awesome. But uh, until then, we'll just keep working within the rules and, and uh, working with the, with the church and, and, and the missionary program. Kalani, how important do you believe professional development is as a coach? And, and what do you seek to, to fill your quote-unquote off-seasons with every year? And this year being unique, what have you done or maybe some things you've done that, that, that you think are, are developing your craft and your profession even in this, uh, this unique scenario? Yeah, I think professional development is really important, but more than anything is leadership development. And, and I think that, uh, you know, talking to a lot of coaches is really important, but uh, also looking at people that are just leaders of, of uh, out there in the, in the community. I mean, I, I've, I've been able to connect with a lot of different leaders, uh, the various companies in, in, within the state of Utah, and also um, with the connections that we have with the BYU alumni. So that's been really helpful for me, just to have people that, that, um, you know, you look at a lot of similarities, a lot of the obstacles, very similar that, that we can we can discuss. And, and um, it's, it's been really cool for me to, to, to kind of tap into that resource and, and try to get as many answers as I can and, and try to figure out, you know, um, different things that I can see. I mean, I'm going into my fifth year of being the head coach. I, I feel a lot more prepared now than I did my first year. and I felt confident going into my first year, but you just kind of get used to it. But I think Football is, is on the field and, and learning it. So there's not that much to it as far as uh, the scheme, the strategy. <clears throat> the most important part is establishing the culture. There's a lot of great um, companies and uh, a lot of great things going on that, that we have connections to with, with involving BYU alumni that I've really looked into. And, and not to name any of them, but I, I, I'm very grateful that we have that and that I can go to Tom and go to present word and other people in our, in our university and just say, Hey, I'd like to talk to this person. And then it also helps having an alumni be at the top of the, of the deal in, in my profession as well. And Andy Reed, you know, so uh, there's a guy that I keep in touch with co- constantly and, and uh, guys like Steve Young. I mean, there's, there's some big time alumni here and guys that can be involved in football. So I, the point is there's a lot of people for me to talk to and, and, uh, I don't know if I'm bugging them, but I'm going to keep doing it until they say stop. So since you brought up Andy for a quick second, in fact, one of the first things to 
to get um, to get canceled when all this hit was was this coaching clinic here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like the timing just barely nipped it, so he wasn't able to come. And that was, I know Shep was looking forward to it. You know, I know <laughs> he was. was and then a lot of our coaches were, you know, and and uh, Mattels is from Kansas City, so he's a huge Chiefs fan, and and so because he wasn't able to be here for the clinic, I know that. Uh, He's always been open to us as, as an athletic department. Um, you know, he actually sent a message out to all the coaches and to our players on on our um, our thread, our our text thread, and 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 uh, basically gave us words of encouragement. And how cool of it was it for him to do that? You know, I mean, I I, I mentioned to him that I saw him on a on a episode of Diners Diving and Drives. I was like, I want to check that place out as soon as we can get out of here. You know, but it's just he he is so approachable and. Uh, such a genuine human being and I love the fact that he, he loves this school and he's always willing to help us out. He's always repping the Y. And so it helps out to have, um, you know, I have all these people to reach out to the leaders in, in our community and leaders in businesses and, and different places. And, and, but it also definitely helps out to have the, the number one coach and, you know, currently right now that's won a Super Bowl in uh, Andy Reid. So that's a that's a huge plus. You did have three players that uh, signed free agent contracts after the NFL draft. You had Diane going with the Rams, uh, Aleva with my Kansas City Chiefs, and then uh, Tyson Williams signing with the Ravens. What's it like for you to see these guys that you know it's their dream to go to the National Football League be able to get that kind of an opportunity? Well, I think it's great for them to get to the NFL and to um, have those chances. I think for us, you know, this is kind of a, a, a smaller class. Um, not that they were good players. I think those guys. There would be a lot of guys on on this in this uh, this class that I think will make teams. You know, and um, I think my job is to change the image that a lot of the NFL has of return missionaries because uh, that's been the, the problem. And 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 trying to get guys to understand that return missionaries can and can add a lot of value into their programs because. They're taking them as, as, as uh, undrafted free agents, and then they're making football teams. I mean, Taysom Hill just signed a huge deal as an undrafted free agent. Taysom Hill didn't get drafted. You know what I mean? And, and one of the things that I talk to is, like, they always talk about age. I didn't hear one person mention how old he was when he signed his new contract. I just heard ESPN and all these other sports um, shows talk about how great he is and how, how uh, versatile his, his, his talent can be, you know, but – also looking at uh, Daniel Sorensen when he won the Super Bowl as a starter on the Kansas City Chiefs defense, I didn't hear anybody talking about his age. And so they're, they need to start looking at a little bit more at the value of them. And we had two return missionaries that are, you know, on a team that I think uh, 70% of our, our roster are return missionaries. Uh, I think the NFL is missing out on, on drafting these guys. And, and they're making teams. you got guys like Harvey Longy and all these other return missionaries that are making the team. And we've got to get them. We've got to get. Uh, it's my job to get make sure that it's important out there that these guys uh, look at our return missionaries and our LDS guys. But really, our football players get that chance. I don't know how many uh, L- how many return missionaries were drafted this draft or the last draft, but I can think of return missionaries that have been drafted at BYU. Guys like Dennis Pitta, John Beck, Brian Keel, those guys. We got to get that back. And it probably didn't help much with this class us convincing Matt Bushman and Kyrus Toma to come back and play for us because those are two draft picks that could have been out this year, you know, but I think, uh, I think we'll be really thankful. I think BYU fans will be thankful that they'll be playing for us this year. And I think we have a lot of prospects on our team currently and a good number of that, are, that, are, uh, that are return missionaries and some that aren't. But uh, one thing I know is that they'll do great in the NFL locker room and they'll do great with the team as a teammate and, and they'll do well and respect their fans. Cause I've seen them from firsthand knowledge. 
Hey, a couple of staff notes. Uh, you've brought in Harvey Yunga as your full-time running backs coach, and you're also fine-tuning uh, the, the recruiting group as well, right? Yeah, yeah. There's going to be more responsibilities for uh, Jason IU and, and Jack DeMooney as far as recruiting and, and our support staff. You know, we have our director of football operations and John Swift, but uh, the other two that I mentioned, Jack DeMooney and Jason IU, have uh, such um, – I don't know, they have a wealth of knowledge and, and such great experience that can – tie people in and connections and more than anything, they know the BYU experience and how important it is to uh, young, young people that are coming to our program, you know, and um, also in athletics, but they understand what BYU is all about. And so I think having them with a, a in, in, in a part where it could be a little bit more um, highlighted of their strengths to, to help issue the importance of BYU to out to the young people out there. I think it's, it's a, it's a huge plus for us and, you know, having Harvey Una be our running backs coach is it's it's uh, I think it's it's his time. You know, we've we've uh, I've seen him when I first got he, he got here as a, as a uh, student coach, become a GA, and 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 the things that he was able to to work, and the the people that he was able to watch, and then I know that he brings his his knowledge of the game, but uh, I think he's ready now as far as being on the field as a coach. I've seen enough, and I I, I think there's plenty. Of, uh, I'm always going to recruit from within, and there, there's guys that I think can fit the bill. And um, I think right now is, is Harvey's time, and just like it is for Jason and Jack to to run more responsibilities at the uh, support staff. Uh, how's family life these days for the Sitakes? Yeah, I mean, I I think um, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're you know it's funny because we're home a lot, and I we celebrated three birthdays during quarantine and an anniversary, you know, so. Um, it's really cheap for me right now. So uh, this is really convenient, <laughs> you know, but I, I think uh, it's been really cool just spending uh, this time together as a family, being able to run our, our own um, church services from home. And then um, just, just spending a lot of time. I, I, the one thing that's really hard for me is getting them is being a teacher. I, I have so much appreciation for all the teachers that teach, not just my kids, but all the children out there. It's a rough life having a, elementary student, a middle school student, and a high school student, and trying to keep them on top of it. I've just been really impressed with the teachers. And, and um, yeah, they're, 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 they're real heroes in my mind. Kalani, most BYU fans know you're a man of many talents. Uh, how many more TikTok <laughs> dance videos can we expect? We have a bunch of TikTok video, uh, videos out there. I'm just asking my kids not to post any of them. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I, the last thing I want is everyone thinking that that's all I'm doing is doing these dance videos. And, and um, you know, funny thing is I get a lot of text messages from my buddies and they're just asking, like, how many takes did it, did it do to get it right? And uh, It's not a lot. You know, I, I'll, I'm, I'm, I don't take a bunch of takes. I just try to do, learn as much as I can and, and do what I can. to. But if my kids ask, it's hard for me to turn my kids down and, and uh, I'm going to do whatever I can to help promote um, – you know, just having fun with your family. And I mean, it's not like I, my singing voice isn't that great, but I, I'll do it to help promote testing for the coronavirus and help people out. And, you know, I don't know what else I can do, but I, I'm very limited. I know you give me credit for having talents, but that's pretty much all there is. If there's a food eating contest, I'll definitely kill anybody in that right now. <laughs> I've been practicing a lot during this time. A variety of skills uh, that you possess, Kalani, no doubt. <laughs> Some of them are, are useful, just, you know, but very few. <laughs>
All right. As, speaking of variety, I love how we, uh, we, we gave different heads for people to look at. We got a guy with a hat. We got a guy with hair. We got a guy with no hair. We mixed them all <laughs> together today to hopefully put on a good show. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, it's hard, it's hard for anyone to look at me without my Royal blue hat on. So uh, I'm going to carry this around with me as much as possible. And uh, right now my haircut underneath is uh, there's no haircut. So it, it doesn't look that great. <laughs> Shep is easy. He probably cuts his own hair and I'm sure you do too, Greg. So yeah, I've been doing that for a long time, a long time. <laughs> I, I am way past due for a haircut. There's no question about that. <laughs> Kalani, even though we're seeing you this way, uh, it is great to see you, and we look forward to being together for real again sometime soon. Hey, appreciate you guys. Love you, man, and, and uh, you guys do a wonderful job. Just send my love to all the BYU fans and everybody out there. Stay safe. Go Cougs. All right, reminder, folks, uh, you can find every episode of VoiceOver with Greg and Shep on the BYU TV Sports YouTube page. Plus, you can listen to the audio version by subscribing to Behind the Mic with Greg Grubel or by going to the show page at byuradio.org. And don't forget, for even more Cougar Sports content, live or on demand, make sure to download the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. For the coach, Kalani Sitake, and for Jason Shepard, I'm Greg Grubel. Thanks for tuning in. Go Cougs. <laughs>